from the WIA. This is the weekly national news service originating from VK1 WIA. Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN. And Brian, VK3GR. Welcoming everybody to this week's WIA National News. How have you been, Brian? Well, thank you, Robert. And since last time we uh, spoke and actually took control of the weekly news, I've got the new call sign. VK3GR, well done. Thank you very much, very excited. And thanks to Graham too for letting us have the national news again this week. Uh, Graham's busy off on a couple of uh, work projects and we wish Graham well. Hope things are working out well for you. Each week we've been uh, talking, or at least I've been talking, about the upcoming WIA annual conference in Mildura. I'm looking at the rundown of the list of speakers and we've got... uh the four speakers and all the other, the paddle boat, the AMSAT, the council. The... Rob, I'm trying to get the leave off work. I'll have to speak to the boss and see what he says. Well, we've spoken to Andrew Martin, VK3OE. We've spoken to Peter Cussens and he's told us about how he is building one. In fact, I heard this week that he has, in fact, finished his new digital ATV transmitter project. So we look forward to hearing Peter at the conference and he will be showing us his new digital ATV transmitter. But uh, this morning on the line, I've got uh, Jan King, W3GEY. Now, Jan is another one of our guest speakers at the Mildura conference. And now, Jan was project manager of Oscar 5. He's uh, executive vice president and a life member of AMSAT. And in fact, he was one of the seven people that uh, incorporated AMSAT uh, way back many, many years ago. I've got uh, Jan on the line. Good morning, Jan. Good morning, Robert. Good morning, Brian. Good morning. Now, you're uh, looking forward to coming to Mildura? Oh, it sounds exciting to me. I'm hearing that there's a lot of radio amateurs, particularly uh, enthusiastic satellite people, that are, have picked up on the fact that you're coming to Mildura, and they're pretty excited too. Well, thanks for that. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, I can share some of the, uh, the important history of how Australia in particular has has supported the amateur satellite program, the amateur satellite service, which is just as important to all of us uh, throughout the years. And uh, I think some people would actually be surprised on how important that uh, contribution has been from Australia. I think from uh, from my point of view, I'm a fairly newly licensed amateur. I haven't really gotten into um, satellite work. And just reading up on uh, on you and your work, Jan, in 1965, your uh, commitment began with, uh, with AMSAT, is that correct? No, actually, I think it was 1969. Uh, I, but, but actually, I was involved with the earlier Oscars, and uh, um, the first satellite track, track myself uh, as a radio amateur was Oscar three, and that was back in 1963. And moving on from AO5, AO6, AO7, how many have you been involved with? Uh, last time I counted, I think it was uh, 12 amateur radio spacecraft, and uh, counting the professional satellites I've worked with, it's about 27, 28 satellites. And project manager for many of these? Yeah, for, for, the, uh, for the amateur ones, I was uh, the U.S. Uh, project manager for all of them up to AO40, but not including AO40. And uh, then, uh, and, and then uh, I was also involved with the joint international projects uh, as well that have, have gone on throughout the years. 
I was quite surprised, Jan, at the history I, that I haven't been uh, exposed to before, and I'm looking forward to actually seeing you in person so that we can drag you across for a, a quiet drink after the chat as well. And this is, I think, a big part of the weekend. We'll, uh, we'll have some great time to, uh, you know, throughout the entire weekend to, to chat with you and the other speakers and uh, you know, delve into some of the more detail uh, outside of your, uh, your talk. Well, it's, it's, it's a part of amateur radio that's very different from amateur radio uh, satellites, is uh, is a is a complete subject of its own. For, of course, which there have been many books actually written. Well, thanks, uh, Jan, for speaking with us this morning, and I'm sure that a lot of people are going to really value the opportunity to be able to meet you and speak firsthand with one of the key people who have been involved in the AMSAT program over the years. So, thanks again for joining us this morning on the WIA National News, Jan. Okay, and I'm looking forward to the weekend. Thanks for that. See you there. Well, there you go. Jan King, W3GEY, one of the key people who has been involved with AMSAT over the year. We're pretty fortunate to have some excellent speakers at the technical symposium at the Mildura weekend, Brian. Yeah, um, Rob, I'm just uh, blown away, surprised. I, I looked up Jan King's name and call sign and, and AMSAT and um, Andrew Martin as well. We'll get to that in a sec. Uh, but before the, uh, the recording today, I just wanted to get to know uh, a bit more about Jan and what he's done. I was just completely surprised at Oscar Five and the Australian component and how a big um, coincidence of bad and good things happening at the same time meant that the Melbourne University project ended up getting sent across to the US and really kicked off AMSAT worldwide with that first project. Uh, I'm really dying to go and chat with Jan some more and uh, you know, drag him across uh, the back of the room later to find out as much history as he can impart. It's one of the things about the weekend. It's not just the opportunity to hear these guys speak, but also to spend the weekend mingling with them and uh, socialising with them as well. And we've heard from Andrew Martin of VK3OE. I'm sure I've heard his chirp radar on the HF bands. And Peter Cousins, I've seen him give um, great presentations about ATV. And the thing he's talking about now is a really approachable... Affordable. Affordable, yeah. Low low hurdle, low barrier to entry to, to get into ATV. And I think... We've seen the last couple of years in VK3 that ATV's really taken off. And we've got some more uh, good information which we will share with you about what's happening in Mildura. And we've only barely scratched the surface of the brochure. And don't forget the registration page on the WIA website. Up, up and away. See you in Mildura. Okay, Brian, let's head across to Hams across Australia and VK1. Two local hams were interviewed live last Sunday on ABC 666am with Ginger Gorman on the month of Sunday's morning program. Peter Ellis, VK1PE, and Chris Carroll, VK1GG, demonstrated and talked about the historical and current usage of Morse code. The producer has since conveyed that the calibre of the Morse code interview was excellent. Congratulations, guys. A job well done. Now, on this week's WIA News Broadcast, the rundown direct from the boys themselves. Hello, I'm Peter Ellis, VK1PE, and last Sunday, the 11th of March, Chris Carroll, VK1GG, and I appeared in a segment in the morning show with Ginger Gorman on ABC Radio 666 in Canberra. She was talking about Morse code communication, and here are a few little snippets of what was in that interview. So can you tap out something for us? Send us a message. I can just say a quick hello to you if you like. Fabulous. Um, Go for it. Uh, 
that was high ginger. <laughs> so have you actually tapped out the letters there or yes. is it some sort of condensed version? No, it's all the letters. Amateur radio people have just recently been allowed to use uh, the frequencies down around 137 kilohertz. For that, you need an antenna which is about two kilometres long. So it's a bit impractical. So he has a quite short antenna, but he uses Morse code because other people up to several hundred kilometres away can hear this, but you could not put a voice on it. No. Mm. So this two-kilometre wavelength wave is going hundreds of kilometres and is being interpreted as coming from his station because Morse code is being used. One of the things I'm looking at both of you, and uh, you're so passionate about Morse code. Why? I, well, I think because one, uh, you can have low power transmitters. I build a lot of kits, and you can I can go home today, and you can you know within a few hours you can throw some components together, Ginger, and I can transmit on the amateur radio bands in Morse code with a little bit of wire out the window, and I can talk to other people uh, in noisy conditions. It's what I call the romance of radio. It's just like and being a musician myself as well. That the Morse code, it's just for me, it's music. So on behalf of Chris Carroll, VK1GG, I'm Peter Ellis, VK1PE, for National Radio News. Well done, guys. Oh, now to VK2. Next Sunday, the 25th, will be the AR New South Wales Trash and Treasure at the VK2 Whiskey India site. That's 63 Quarry Road in Dural. The start time is 9.30am, and also during the morning there will be assessments for all licence grades from 9am. In the early afternoon, there'll be the homebrew and experimenters gathering and lecture. And now to VK3 and a bit of pre-recorded role from a rather dubious character. Hey you, yes you, where are you going? VK3's Eastern Mountain District Radio Club's annual White Elephant Sales in the other direction. Doors open at 10am on Sunday the 25th of March at the Great Ryrie Primary School, Great Ryrie Street, Heathmont. Some tables still available and full details at emdrc.com.au. Well, that sounded like you, Brian. Yes, uh, guilty. VK3GR both here and uh, on the tape. Yeah, I think um, radio clubs are an important part of the hobby for me and for you, Rob, and uh, getting down and supporting these ham fests, which uh, are fundraisers as well as social gatherings for us, is an important uh, activity for amateurs who can get there. And also an important place for amateurs to buy new radios. and. That's right. Support the industry. From the WIA, this is the weekly national news service originating from VK1 WIA. VK4 News, the South East Queensland ATV Group's digital repeater is one step closer. Their boards have arrived. The club's technical officer, Martin VK4JVC, is busy installing the digital boards in boxes ready for testing. Stay tuned for further updates. Well, yeah. what a call sign, VK3JVC. It's uh, a, a brand of video equipment. That's right, and he's working on it. It sounds like that project's going ahead at great speed. And to the Sunshine Coast News, Cole McCamley Award. We're joined by Gordon, VK4, VP, who, speaking on Q News, says that as part of the Sunny Coast AGM, an award is presented to a club member who has provided outstanding service to the club in the previous year. This in memory of Cole McCamley, who is now a silent key, but did a huge amount of work getting the club going in the early years. This was voted on and Roy, VK4 ARS, was named as the recipient this year. Roy has been running a good morning net on Mondays for quite a few years and the weekly two-metre sideband net on Sunday nights. Roy's always available for checks and handing out contest points from his lofty perch up at Flaxton. 
More from the SCARC in this week's Q News text and audio. And to VK7, Tasmania's torpedo boat. After the gradual drawdown of the British garrison that was in 1850 to 1870 and the perceived threat of Russian invasion, senior Royal Engineer Defence experts Sir William Jervis and Colonel Peter Scratchley were sent to the Australasian colonies to advise them of their best means of defence. Among Scratchley's recommendations was the purchase of torpedo boats and the Tasmanian government obtained one second-class torpedo boat from the celebrated British builder J.I. Thornycroft and Son. This presentation is given by retired HEC engineer Donald Chislam-Smith on the 29th of March 2012 from 7.30pm at the Royal Engineers Building. If you're intending to attend, then please let Catherine know on 6234 or email creading at engineersaustralia.org.au. Thanks to Richard Rogers, VK7RO, for passing on the information. And to education, youth and advancement of amateur radio, the North West Tassie News, Cradle Coast Amateur Radio Club, the CCARC, would like to advise all shortwave listeners and XCBers who may be thinking of trying for a foundation licence or better that they have a very experienced team of accredited examiners who are only too pleased to answer any information that you may require to obtain your amateur radio licence and they're happy to provide their services at any reasonable time to suit the individual without waiting for more than one applicant. Licence testing is basically available on command and, if necessary, will travel to the applicant. This also applies to anyone wishing to upgrade to the next level or going for the big one. So check out the Cradle Coast Club in the VK7 section of Club News Pages at the waa.org.au. And on to some comments about F calls and 10 watts from Ono. Yes, one of our regular contributors, and thanks, Ono. What use is an F call? I keep having the same conversation, almost word for word, over and over again. I cannot do anything with just 10 watts. It's not enough. It's useless. I cannot make any contacts. No one hears me. I'm wasting my time. The United Arab Emirates and Denmark are two countries far from our shores. Seemingly, these two have nothing in common, other than that we share our globe with their citizens. However, these two countries were contacted by an F-call last week with a 4 and 9 signal report. This time it wasn't me making the contact, it was another station who is free to brag about their contact with the community. I'm bringing it up here because it's not just me saying that you can make contacts. It's not just me making the contacts. There are many amateurs who on a daily basis make contacts across the planet. Some of them hold a foundation license. What it takes to achieve this is some patience and a dose of luck, neither of which are hard to come by or hard to achieve. Sitting at the radio for a few hours will likely get you a result. Don't despair if it doesn't. Try again. Try a different band. Check your radio settings. Is your antenna pointing in the right direction? Is it connected? See if you can make a local contact and nut out if there are ways to improve your signal. It keeps coming back to the same thing. Amateur radio isn't an instant gratification kind of activity. It's one where some preparation and patience goes a long way. If you're looking for a quick fix, get on the internet. If you want to get a sense of personal achievement, try making a long-distance contact. There are amateurs on air all day long calling CQ, just waiting for a call from a station on the other side of the globe. This is your domain as much as it is theirs. I cannot make you push the PTT button, but I can encourage you to have a go. I've seen a 10-year-old key the mic like an old hand. If he can do it, so can you. It won't bite. I'm Ono, VK6, Foxtrot, Lima Alpha Bravo. 
Thank you, Ono. And to international news. New US 60-metre rules now in effect. Effective Monday, March the 5th, the United States radio amateurs were granted new operating privileges on the 60-metre band. In addition to an increase in effective radiator power from 50 to 100 watts, hams can now transmit CW and PSK31. More information on what modes can be used on what frequencies is online at the ARRL website. Japan, home to the world's tallest broadcast tower. A ceremony to mark the completion of the world's tallest freestanding broadcast tower was held in Tokyo on Friday, March the 2nd. Construction of the Tokyo Sky Tree Tower began in 2008. It was completed a few days prior to its dedication ceremony. The Sky Tree stands 2,080 feet tall and is claimed to be the tallest structure of its type ever built. It will eventually be home of most broadcasting and two-way operations in that city. That's huge. And I wonder how many amateur repeaters, D-star repeaters, they're going to be able to cram into that tower. Climbing to the top would be uh, rather chilly, especially if you're not wearing, uh, you know, good protective gear. Probably need a rigger's licence too for that one. Weird and wonderful. From the weird and wonderful file comes the story of a naked man atop of a downtown Los Angeles radio tower who was wrapped in a blanket and lowered to safety by a makeshift pulley system on Wednesday night, February the 8th. The unidentified tower climber was believed to be in his 30s or 40s and possibly an Arizona resident, and it was unclear why he climbed the 220-foot-high structure, which is part of a city personal building just west of downtown L.A. Witnesses say that he removed items of clothing after he began scaling the tower about 4pm Pacific time just prior to sundown. His rescue went without incident after he asked to be given some McDonald's hamburgers. The mission, which involved a heavy presence of Los Angeles Fire Department personnel, was completed about 9.45 Pacific Standard Time. Police said that the man will not be charged with a crime and his name will not be released. Um, February... In the US is a cold, cold time of year, Rob. Of course, that's why he probably needed the Macca's yes. hamburgers. I don't know how much they were radiating at the top of that tower, but uh, it, it might have warmed him up a little bit. <laughs> Special events and on-air contest column, Dateline 2012. Today, yes, today, the John Moyle Memorial Field Day. That'll be March the 17th and 18th. And worldwide, Fist's Titanic Sprint, April 15th. And in VKZL, it's the AMCW on Anzac Day, April the 25th. Again, VKZL, Trans-Tasman Contest, 80-metre sideband, May 5th. And VK, the Shires Contest, that's on June the 9th and 10th. The other part of the VKZL Trans-Tasman Contest, 160-metre sideband, June 25th. And the NZART Memorial Contest, that's in July, the first full weekend. For VK, Remembrance Day Contest, August 11th and 12th. And the International Lighthouse Lightship Weekend on August the 18th and 19th. Lighthouse Weekend, Brian, that's always a popular one. And I hear that there are lots and lots of registrations already in place for yeah. Lighthouse Weekend. VK, again at the top of the list. And uh, I hear that you're going away again yes, for the weekend. Yes, 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 to the same place we went last time. How'd you enjoy it last time? It was really good. Did you read the article in AR Magazine? I did. It, uh, it arrived the other uh, last week, week before, and uh, I ploughed through it and saw some faces there that I rec- recognised, yours and some other guys from the club. Yeah, operating from the Lighthouse. Okay, you've got the next one there. Brian, special event stations, DX and Beacon Net Advice. 
In DX, word that the AX stroke VK0TH operation from Macquarie Island, the December 2011 and January 2012, 9U3TMMD expedition to Burundi, and the 2011-600M operation from Somalia have all now been approved for DXCC credit. Also approved is the current T6BP operation from Afghanistan. If you have any of these operations rejected in a recent application, send a note to bmoore at awrl.org to have your record updated. B. Moore notes that the AX-VK0TH operation is in the addition to the VK0TH that had already been approved for DXCC recognition. From the WIA, this is the weekly national news service originating from VK1 WIA. Some news that Flemish radio amateurs commemorate the sinking of the Titanic 100 years ago. Three special call signs will be activated from April 1st to the 30th from Belgium by the Flemish Radio Amateurs Organisation. This to honour those who perished 100 years ago in the sinking of the steamship Titanic. The call signs OO100MGY, operated from the city of Antwerp, OR100MGY, will take off from the air from Nocky Heist, while OT100MGY will operate from Londerzell. During the weekend of April the 14th through April the 15th, all three stations will be active during a marathon session from 1200 Saturday until 1600 Sunday UTC. Each of these stations has a special and unique QSL card available so that three different styles of card can be acquired. Brazil bans PY0S DX operations. The Southgate News reports that radio amateurs are now prohibited from operating de-expeditions from the Brazilian archipelago of St Peter and St Paul, also known as PY0 Sierra. This is a remote group of islands near the equator whose maximum elevation is only about 18 metres or so above sea level. It's also the nearest point of Brazil to Africa, lying about 1,820 kilometres from Guinea-Bissau. St Peter and St Paul was rated number 16 in 2011's DXCC list of most wanted entities. In a report credited to PS8RF and the Brazilian Amateur Radio League and some DX groups in Brazil, they've shown their displeasure with this government ban in posting on various social websites. PS8RF told Southgate that there's already a major mobilisation of the Brazilian ham community aimed at urging the nation's senators and federal representatives to reverse the decision on the ban. PS8RF notes that the biggest concern among Brazilian hams is that this decision could open unheard restrictions to other entities in Brazil, as in other parts of the world where there is no amateur radio activity. Broadcast monitoring, SWL and scanner news. DRM coming to India. All India Radio has outlined its digitisation plan. This during the 18th Annual Broadcast Engineering Society of India event. According to All India Radio Director General, a pair of 1 megawatt transmitters at Rajkot and Kolkata are likely to be operational by the end of March and additional 72 Digital Radio Mondial transmitters would be commissioned between June of this year and March 2013. The ongoing rollout by All India Radio has gained the interest of receiver manufacturers who were present at the event with their very latest products. Digital Radio Mondial member companies Nortel, Digidaya, Fraunhofer, Harris and Thomas Broadcast attended the conference this year. 
to Media Watch. Whiskey 5 LFL and Whiskey 5 KWQ, Man on a Mission, the movie. We travel back in time to 1983. That's when then NASA astronaut and ham radio operator Owen Garriott, Whiskey 5 LFL, made the first manned amateur radio transmission from space. His pioneering effort from flight STS-9 paved the way for today's international space station ARIS program. Several decades later, Owen's son Richard, Whiskey 5 KWQ, would fly to the ISS and use the same method to talk to his dad and many others here on planet Earth. Now these historic moments have been captured in the exciting new documentary entitled Man on a Mission, a film that reveals Richard Garriott's quest to become the first second generation American in space. A DVD release is planned for May 2012. More about this documentary is online at firstrunfeatures.com. That should be very, very interesting, Brian. Uh, NASA space uh, program and the astronauts, very driven people to our benefit. And now to worldwide special interest groups, beginning with ATV. A video tour of Whiskey One Alpha Whiskey. In case you missed the live web tour of February 12th of ARRL headquarters flagship station W1AW, you can now watch the 18-minute video on the ARRL website. In the show, Whiskey One Alpha Whiskey station manager Joe Garcia, NJ1Q, led Jeff Fox, K1GF, on a tour of the famed station. Al Petrunti, KA1TCH, of the New Day Group, recording it for the future netcasting. Worldwide special interest groups, Final Frontier. Connecting students with space, the Genso Project, features in an article in the February 2012 edition of the free magazine ESA Bulletin. Genso is a worldwide network of education and amateur radio ground stations linked together via the internet. Student satellite teams can normally only gather around 20 minutes of data per day from their satellites using their own ground station. Genso will give them free access to potentially hundreds of stations around the globe and increase their data return to many hours per day. It will also allow them to command their spacecraft from the other side of the world. For more information, have a look at Genso. That's www.genso.org. Matt Bennett, KF6RTB, reports that the amateur radio CubeSat Radio Auroral Explorer 2, RAX2, has detected the communication-disrupting anomaly in the upper atmosphere it was searching for. The team expressed their thanks to the amateur radio community. The primary objective of this mission is to use the onboard radar receiver in conjunction with a powerful radar station in Alaska to study the formation of a plasma anomaly known for causing the scintillation of radio signals in the UHF and higher bands. This scintillation effect is known to inhibit our space radar tracking capabilities and ground space communications. Studying this anomaly in this biostatic radar configuration, that's ground-based transmitter and space-based receiver, will provide scientists with a better understanding of these anomalies that has not been achievable with ground radars alone. Worldwide special interest groups, lowdown. UK special 600 metre permits have been extended. Amateur Radio Newsline says that UK notices a variation to Amateur Radio licences for special research permits to operate in the band 501 to 504 kHz have been extended to December the 31st, 2012. This, as telecommunication regulator Ofcom has begun discussing with the Radio Society of Great Britain about the timetable for implementing the new secondary allocation to the amateur service 
472 to 479 kHz that was recently approved at World Radio Conference 12. The agreed-upon availability date for this band to begin to become available for administrators worldwide to begin proceedings to open their ham radio communities is effective as of January the 1st, 2013. I'm sure lots of people looking forward to that one. Yeah, always like to hear about uh, new bands and modes. Okay, it's time for the Social Scene 2012, and we're almost at the end of this broadcast. You've got the first one there, Brian. Yep, March 18th. That's this weekend in VK7, the Sewing Circle Nets Meet the Voice Barbecue at Ross. And next weekend... March the 25th, starting at 10am on Sunday, is the EMDRC White Elephant Sale. April the 14th and 15th in VK, the WIA National Field Day. Now, if you haven't registered for that one, jump on the WIA website and register your club uh, with your operating location. Get out there and spread the ham radio hobby. May 3 to 18th in VK5, it's the YL International for Australia 2012. And May the 5th and 6th, the Radar and MARC Clearview Gathering. May 25th to 27th in VK3, the WIA Annual Conference in Mildura. As we were discussing before, yes. And in June the 8th to the 11th in VK4, the Far North Queensland ARG, Queensland Cassaway Coast. June 9 and 10 in VK5, Southeast Radio Groups Convention, Mount Gambia. And in July the 14th in VK4, the Wide Bay Hamfest, West Maryborough Scout Hall. July 21st, back in VK3, Gippsland Gate Radio and Electronics Club Hamfest at Cranbourne. And the Spark Hamfest at Rosebud on November the 25th. If your event is not listed, then you know why. You haven't let us know. So please uh, send news to National News at wia.org.au. And by the way, if you can uh, send us an audio recording rather than just the script, all the better. An official WIA annual conference in Mildura section here, Rob. Yeah, well, we talked about it at the start of the broadcast, but just a reminder that the annual conference is on May the 25th, 26th and 27th, 2012. And if you haven't registered yet, go to the WIA website, the homepage there, click on the link, Mildura Conference, and let us know that you'll be coming along. It'll be a great weekend, as we uh, spoke of before. And not to forget, a very special thanks to the host club, the Sunraysia Radio Group, led by Gary Bryant, VK3KYF, and Noel Ferguson, VK3FI. So give them and all the club members a great pat on the back when you see them there. Yeah, small club, but very dynamic and uh, very enthusiastic. Well, that's it, Brian. We've hit the end of this week's news broadcast. Uh, Thanks again to Graham for letting us have the seat this week. And thank you, listeners, for having us back. We look forward to hearing your feedback and hearing you on the air. This has been Robert, VK3DN. And Brian, VK3GR. For the WIA National News. In the nation's capital, with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1WIA. We've reported. You decide.